to another edition of the Power Podcast. This week I'm joined by Bird. The West Titans are own four, still. And him. Ayo. <laughs> and um, unfortunately, uh, our fill-in fearless leader has contracted the spicy cough um, and won't be able to be here. So anybody who went to... He did go to the game on Sunday, didn't he? Um, I believe so, yes. Yeah, you're all fucked. <laughs> oh, yeah. He, oh, he, also, he also had the... Um, at uh, the Parramatta East Club, you went there afterwards as well. Oh, everybody yeah. is screwed. So you guys. ought to hit up Marquee after that in the cross, you know? <laughs> he went on a tear. He's more of an tear. Ivy man. He's more of an Ivy man, I've heard. Ivy? Oh, yeah, ripped up Ivy. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, well, uh, let's get to some positive news. Uh, hopefully, Forty, um, uh, you're feeling a little bit better, but uh, we'll, we'll have to though. push on push on without him. Um, yeah, very funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's start with uh, the Tasha Gales from the weekend. So um, the girls, or sorry, I should say the young ladies, um, from, you know, the last first couple of seasons in, in, in the Tasha Gales, you know, they had a bit of a rough trot of it, but this year it's really starting to come together um, with a 22-12 to 12 win over the Illawarra Steelers. Um, so Kennard, Beckett, Vave and Bell were try scorers. Um, did you see any of this? Uh? Uh, yeah, I was out there uh, with 40. So I've got to, I've got to, probably got to do a rapid test when as soon as I get off this podcast. Um, but yeah, just they keep going from strength to strength. Like uh, the Steelers team coming into this round, I believe they were fourth or fifth. So they're, and they've had some good seasons um, down the Illawarra. They've got some really good juniors there, and in previous years they've looked way too fast for us. But this one, we were just too big, strong, powerful. Um, Talara Bambert and Rosie Beckett just keep going from strength to strength. Um, Ruby John Kennard had a strong game. Kona Lakenny, um, Summer Tarare, she just absolutely slaughters them in defence. Like she's she puts on some big big hits, and um, you know they they had to make a few changes um, to the starting team and on the bench. They did not miss a step. They were absolutely brutal in that game, and you know to come out twenty two to twelve victors over another highly um, respected team. That's really, really strong because they've, you know, it's they've only lost the one game, and the game that they lost was to first place. So, you know, I think it's rightfully that they're in second. Very much so. And Bell three from four off the boot. So, um, you know, she's been uh, taking some lessons from uh, Mr. Moses in the top flight grade. I believe I heard that she's only missed four goals all year. Not a bad strike rate. Yeah, so she's a really good... She's just really nice run-up, really good kick of the ball. All right, well, let's jump into the mats. Eels 34 over the Steelers 18. Uh, Tuavati, Al-Madin, Shahed. Tuavati again. <coughs> Gabrielle... Sorry, Shahed... Shabel Shahed had a, a double in that. And um, again, pretty good on the conversion stakes. Five from six from Muhammad Al Madin. Um, so, and a sin bin, sorry, to uh, the Steelers there uh, in the 52nd minute. So, this, these games only played 60 minutes. Um, you're back out there again at Kellyville. How, how's, how's the heel? Is it nice and moan? Um, luckily, that uh, we weren't on the hill, we we're up on the top. We we're up on the uh, top field. So, we were nice and close to the action there. Um, yeah, this, this team just keeps going from strength to strength. Um, Shabel Shahid probably had his best game of the year. Um, there's a few uh, changes into the back line with Richard Penasini and Fungalele uh, doing, uh, having injuries. So those two young fellas, um, Noah Totoa 
Dominic Ferrugia and Zaitis Morgatetia. Um, they all stepped in brilliantly. Um, this, t- you know, as the season's gone on, this team's really they're playing some smarter football. You know, if, um, they're not dropping the ball as much. They're they're playing to their strengths, which is roll just roll down the middle of the field. Um, I thought uh, Michael Gabriel. Um, he's a very very powerful centre. Like when when he gets a run, when he gets his ball in his hands, he makes it up. He's making 50, 20 meters. My my problem with Michael was he wasn't getting his hands on the ball enough. This game, he was going over the other side of the field looking for the ball. He was, you know, he was getting fed nice ball on the left hand side there, and he was absolutely carving them up. So good to see from uh, Mickey there. And um, that should see. The, the mats they're they're pretty much up there in the, the terms of um of making the finals. Yeah, they were they were fifth, I believe. Yeah. They're currently sixth, so if they're still the top six, um, they should make it through this week. Yeah, sorry, just getting that up. Yeah, so in sixth spot, they they, they get a big win but drop a place, um, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> but four wins and a draw, so they're 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 equal fourth. Um, yeah, and the dragons who are coming after them have only won two games, so we're. We're um we're three points clear at the moment. So if they win this, yeah, no, it's it's finals ne- next week, isn't it? Or uh, they've got one more one, one more. more round, yeah, and then so I believe it's finals. So they're pretty much guaranteed a top six spot at this point. Yeah, and but that's I think I read somewhere it's a top five this year, but I'm not sure what competition they were talking about. So fingers crossed, it's still a top six, and um, you know they can we'll still talk make about it in. It. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, they can. They should. Um, all right, well, let's jump on to the next round of action. Uh, sorry, not round of action. Next game in action, the SG ball. Um, so Eels 22 over the Steelers 14. So that's the, the three um, three wins in the lower grades there, all against the Steelers on the weekend. Uh, Falima, Parry, Simon and Forsyth uh, all getting over the stripe. And Riley Lack, three from four again. The goal kicking, um, outstanding. Um, so how do you see this one here? This was a true shocker because the uh, the Steelers coming into this game were they were in the top four of this competition. We we had been playing absolutely shocking, so it's huge result. Um, Charlie Geimer dropping back from Jersey Flag, initially named in the second row, did play in the centres, and I don't know if if it was the number eleven jersey or what it was, but he just it looked bigger. For you know, I'd seen him play a couple of games in Jersey Flag, but he just as soon as he was in that eleven jersey, he just looked massive. And he was really good defensively, great to, you know, really good with his hands on the ball. Um, other than that, Saxon Pryke always works his bum off, same as uh, Dom Destratus. Um, they all just sort of did their job, and you, you just think, like, where, where has this been? Because they just they held onto the ball, they were pushing up hard, they were playing really good footy, and you're just like, you know, you wait until the second last round when you're out of contention, you know, you, just, you sort of think, well, are we watching Parramatta or are we watching the Bulldogs in the NRL? You know, because it's the same sort of thing. Like they only they only turned up when they, they couldn't make the final. So um, you know, there, there's a lot of young guys in this team um, that will be better off for the run. Um, whether they do play SG ball next year, or whether we see like um, with with a few SG ball graduates there playing a year young or even two years young up in Jersey Flags. So um, there's a few there's a few to keep your eye on here. Um, didn't really see much of Jacob Davis. Um, from dummy half, I think that was just sort of the 
being dummy halves is sort of hard to hard to stand out, especially when you're on ground level watching them. I think yeah, you can see dummy half work probably better from a higher angle there. Um, so you usually see more the, the more the flashy plays. Um, yeah. So the SG ball. How have we ended up in that competition? It's um, it was uh, pretty. Yeah, currently it was hard. ninth. Yeah. Yeah. It's it was a bit of a tough ass after their start to the season, unfortunately. Yeah, they just. Uh, I think maybe just chopping, changing, um, just having a really young team in there has hurt us. But and the, at the end of the day, it's about development. So if these if these kids are better off playing uh, jersey flag, well then you know I'd, I'd prefer them be playing jersey flag and learning how to play against twenty one year olds at seventeen, eighteen, rather than you know demolishing SG ball. All right, well, let's move on to our loss on the weekend. Uh, coming in the Jersey Flag Cup, Eels going down 16-18, to 18, three tries to four. Corey Fenning, Colabardi and Tuipolotu all getting over the stripe, and Corey Fenning, uh, two from three conversions. Unfortunately, that two points being the difference. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure what really went wrong with these with the with the Jersey Flag this week. They just sort of... They didn't have a bad game by any means. They just they just sort of had an average game, and I thought, you know, with the way they've been building the past two weeks, um, we might have seen a really good performance from them. Um, we had a, ch- a late change in the back line. Mawala Graham Taufer has come to us from the Sydney Roosters. Played a, a game of first grade there last year, so um, obviously has some big reps on him. Um, but yeah, there was just some. I'm, I'm not sure whether, whether it was COVID affected. Or what it was, but we didn't get a, a Jersey flag team until very, very late. Uh, I th- I mean, it was an hour before kickoff um, that we finally got a, a team list. Other than that, uh, Dante Louis just keep, continues to keep impressing me. Um, I thought, you know, you, we saw his highlights at the start of the year when he signed, and we had that uh, mole article that I thought he might have just been a, a flash in the pan sort of player, just like get his hands on the ball with 20 metres 20 meters out and either fires a long pass or um, takes the line on and breaks through. But he's been really, really um, steering the team around, getting his hands on the ball three to four times a set, really steering this team around. And it's, it's really good to see. Um, Corey Fenning, unfortunately, probably had his worst game of the year. Um, but he's still up the back, out the back barking orders, constantly um, shouting encouragement, um, where players needed to stand in the defensive line, he'll just con- he just continues going strength to strength. Um, who else to be happy? Joshy Chapel, I thought he, he's he seemed to have lost a bit of weight, Josh, and he's I think the um, the time injured, he's sort of recovered over the off season and he's got his running game back. So really good to see from Josh. Hopefully um, keeps it up. Maybe we'll see Dantere move up into cup with Josh and uh, Ethan Sanders in the halves. I think that'd be a very good halves pairing. Uh, Josh, uh, I'm a really big fan of uh, Josh Chapel. Moving right along to the reserve grade knock-on effect New South Wales Cup. Eels 44, Dragons 12. Uh, try scorers, let's get it off here. Dan Kerr, Mitch Rain, Ellie Elzukaham, Max Lehman, Sam Leoizu, Leoizu, sorry, <laughs> with a double, <laughs> Brendan Hands, Matthew Komalafi. And Rankin six from eight off the boot, and uh, Tyrell Sloan getting himself in the bin for the Dragons. How did you see this one? Um, I'd just like to point out that I was a bit late to this game, um, but from when I turned up, 
that was when Parramatta started scoring all their points. So I, I walked into the into the stadium just as uh, they were taking the conversion for Dan Kerr, Kerr's try. So I'd like to think that I'm the good luck charm for this team. Um, but yeah, you know, again, they had a, a, a couple of late changes with um, Matthew Komalafi coming in to wing for Solomon Naiduki and Max Lehman for some player. I can't remember. Um, so yeah, that, that were quite strong. Um, Ofiki Ogden and Peter Tateo, they, late in the game, both players took very strong hit-ups off kick returns. I thought they were really strong. Kai Rodwell, unfortunately, came off early with an injury. Um, but Luca Moretti come, on to, come into the team and just kept that ball rolling. Uh, Brendan Hands, I was, I was really, it was good to see that he um, got on the field early. He was playing a, a, a lock sort of role with some uh, darts out of dummy half there. I think that might be sort of his position or his role within the team at the moment, just so we can get um, minutes onto the field for him. Um, other than that, Elie Elzakam, you know, he had, had a couple of weeks off. I'm not sure if it was injury or um, what it was, but he's just come back looking like Elie Elzakam always has. He's just strong, high work rate, um, good player. Mitrain had an absolute field day out there. I believe he ran for over 100 metres or something. So, um, good signs for the young team. Um, Hayes Perham, I think that a, a lot of talk has been uh, who, who, you know, touch wood, we don't get another um, winger injury. He's my pick to come up and play on the wing. I know he's got a few problems underneath the high ball, but we've seen every week he tops the, he tops the uh, run metres, you know, and he's also got that little bit of skill. He's got that agility. And I think he's got that footy brain where um, him and Gutho can do some stuff on kick returns that we saw with uh, Sean Russell earlier in the year. All right, well, let's move on to the main event, uh, which Sunday night, last game of the round, 6.30pm. I don't think there'll be too many. Are there any more of these late fixtures now that uh, Daylight Savings is no longer? Ooh. I, th- I think now that Daylight Savings is over, we have the 2 o'clock and the 4 o'clock. Oh, no. We've still got a 4 o'clock and a 6.15 game this coming week. Why would you do that? And then the week after, we've got... We've got... Seems to be 2 and 4. What? They've got a 7 p.m. game on... Oh, is that the... Uh, that's the Anzac Day game? What game that is that one? The, uh, in round 7 against... Um, uh, oh, the, yeah, the Anzac yeah. Day game. Okay, so it seems round eight we get to regular two and four um, p.m. Although we do get a, a two and a four p.m. on the Sunday of round six. So um, I don't know why they didn't move it earlier because that that Bulldogs Panthers game at six p.m. is going to be very very dark um, at that point. Um, but in any event, let, let, let's get, let's get back to <laughs> to what we're talking about. Uh, Dill Brown, try scorer. Mitch Moses with a double. Nathan Brown getting over for uh, what was it? He's had one try in each year since 2016. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Reed Marnie, Clint Gutherson, Wanga Blake with a double, and I, did I mention Moses with a double as well? And yep. Moses eight from eight <laughs> off the boot, uh, but of course missing that uh, disrespectful field goal at the end. Uh, and Eels 48-14. So at half time the scores were what was it? It was 12-12-8. Yeah, 12-8. Um, which you know, it sort of, sort of, um, it had me a little bit nervous. I have to say, after I thought, you know, we really, 
for the first 20 minutes we were all over the top of them and then we sort of just took the, the, the foot off the gas um, in a little bit in, in some ways and, and, and our fifth tackle options weren't weren't the greatest but uh, straight after half time um, they, they really just put the foot down didn't they? Yeah, absolutely. That was a I, I, sorry, I, I thought Birdie was going to go. Uh... <laughs> yeah, oh no, just like yeah, I was exactly the same with um with our halves starting off so fast. Still Brown off the left foot caught the A defender. You know, Moses Zembai who shouldn't be lazy in that position um, caught him in behind the right, sort of cheating a little bit. Huge left foot step, um, and then you, you could sort of say he set up. Mitchell Moses next try because he broke through again um, took the fullback on and got tackled and that allowed Moses to, again to play eyes up footy kick through the line absolutely burned the winger uh, um, Ravalawa had no chance of catching him uh, Mitchell had to slow down to put the ball down so you know two really good tries and then we just I don't know I don't know if we took the foot off the off the accelerator or what it was but we just sort of we lost our way a little bit we were you know the uh, kicks were either going for seven tackle set or um, uh, just not finding the end goal Uh, Gutho threw a pass over the sideline we weren't it wasn't like we weren't completing sets because we still completed I believe 90% in that first half so you know, it wasn't to do with completions. It was just sort of we just lost the, the the final touch, and then in that second half, it was all final touch. That's all. That's all we had to do. We just we was we were scoring tries from inside our own half. Um, we were scoring. You know, that that last try. A lot has been said about Bryce Cartwright throwing that ball, and you, you have to because it's it's unbelievable amount of skill to catch it with your left, get into your right, and then flick it around all in while you're mid air. But a lot of Nathan Brown, dead set, throws that ball blind. He's going down, and as he he sort of looks around as he throws it, you know, that's unbelievable skill. Mitchell Moses setting up Reed Marnie was another blind kick. He just kicked on the inside, knowing that someone would be there. And, you know, even if Reedy doesn't score, we force a goal on dropout, and I'm pretty sure two other players were there. But, you know, but when, when you have a game like this, I, the first half, yes, as well. But when you have a second half like that, you you just sit back and you you go, what what a what a great team, what a great attacking team we can watch. Yeah, uh, yeah. I just you know we did all right. With the, you know, first thirty minutes. Look, I'm not going to nitpick, but I'm just we played all right for sixty minutes. You know, the last ten minutes of each half. You know, okay, the second half we scored that you know that incredible try, but I just feel as though. You know, we, we I don't think we slackened off. We just let them run. We just try not to get hurt or something because you know the, the Dragons are a big team. You look at Moses Sewell in the centers. You know he's a, he's essentially a second rower. He's making ten plus yards a run, and you know uh, fear guy like you know he ran over Guffo in the first half. I just feel as though um, you know the last ten minutes we just let them get a you know a couple of quick play the balls and then we had a knock on. So essentially they had twelve tackles or so. They had ten tackles back to back. And they went near you know, 90 meters, but I just feel as though um, just get back to we're stretching them the whole game. Like you look in the first half, sideline to sideline, you know, um, we're, we're just trying to tie them out, and um, yeah, it was, it was a good performance. I'm, I'm happy with it. Um, you know, Dylan Brown, you know, I said uh, if he has a career, you, you know, you know, we've already seen the you know the incredible stuff he can do at the moment. Can you imagine what you know what else can he do? And yeah, just that um, that step, man. He literally you know breaking ankles out there essentially. 
But um, other than that, I, I thought I fought her very well. Uh, the funny bit is we're all, we're all crying about having Cardi and um, we're gonna move on. You know, get them on. You know, get them some game time, and they both come up with um, you know, an error. Yeah. yeah. A few. So like, yeah. Look, I still think um, yeah, we can get better. Obviously, you know, I feel so. We get, our kick pressure can get better. You know, get after the halfback a bit more. And, um, you know, maybe get Murata back, you know, hit a bit more punch off the bench, it will be good. But, uh, yeah, I'm happy with the performance. I I was confident that we'll win, we're going to win um, big beforehand. But at half time at 12 8, I was like, oh, here we go again. We're going to have another close game. But, you know, to score, what, 32 points um, in the second half is pretty good. Yeah, definitely. Um, and <laughs> it was, you're right, it was nice to get cut right. And, um, and obviously, um, oh gosh, I've forgotten his name off the top of my head. Widamu. Widamu, Greg. Um, but, you know, Widamu, <laughs> they don't pull up the play the ball too often. Um, and yes. and you, you, you see that horizontal play the ball p- picked up about once a season and it just happened to be him. <laughs> um, but yeah, you got to play it a little bit straighter than that one. Um, and, um, no, I, I like the punch that they brought off the bench. Um, what I thought, there was a little bit of lacking period um, in the middle, and that's sort of where it was that period before half-time where we had um, RCG and also Junior off. And, you know, as much as as, as we, we sort of like... Um, oh, fucking hell, sorry. My head's just completely gone. Um, Makatawa. Yeah, Yep, Makahesi and... Uh, Oggy. So, yeah, Sorry, gets right. to the end of the day, and my head just completely goes with names. Um, but both of them, um, they just sort of lack that little bit of spark in the middle of the field. And, you know, I think we especially saw it in that second half when you've got um, really... <laughs> Junior Polo was playing like a like a halfback um, yeah. on some of those attacking raids. And, and of course, you just don't have that sort of dynamic from, from either of those players. They're more of a tuck the, tuck the ball under the arm and, and cart it up. Um, but when you've got, you know, Junior Paulo playing as the world's biggest um, number seven uh, up the other end of the field, it just, it sort of opens up your attack so much. And my God, he is skillful for a big man, isn't he? Oh, it's just, it's the step, it's the evasiveness. <laughs> like, a, a, a 120 kilo man should not be able to step the way he does. And yet he just, he moves. Like he's, he's unbelievable and you know you know the funny thing is I, I just had a look at the stats I didn't even realise it didn't feel like it Reg just played over half a game 43 minutes Junior Apollo only played 38 nah are you serious uh, going by NRL.com that's the minutes that they have for those two that does actually no that doesn't feel right No, that's the, when you look at that like from the past two years you'd think alright both of them have got injuries you know like something's wrong with them like for them, they only play like that because usually they're playing 60 minutes at least each. And then it says Oregon played 56 minutes all at once, which nah, actually... Nah, it would have been about nah, 40. Yeah. Oh, no, actually, perhaps, because he sort of stayed on until, like, the last 16 minutes, didn't he? Because he, he came off for um for, for Wiramu. Yeah, who who played 16 and Cardi 15. Yeah, so, so that sounds about right. If it, that's the thing. The, if that's the impact that June and Reg are bringing. I thought they would have played more minutes than what NRL.com have them down as. Like that's, that's that's what I was meaning in like that middle period, like that period from about the twenty-five minute mark through to about the fifty-minute mark, and and just take out the Nathan Brown try just after half time. That's sort of like where we went a bit flat, and, yeah. and and I thought you know the Dragons pack 
um, you know, sort of held their own um, during that time. Although I thought our kicking game was obviously really superior to that of the Dragons, and we were managed to pin them, especially in that second half, just pin them down in their own corner every single kick. Um, but it's just it's, and I know we've got a couple of injuries and, and and whatnot, but it's just something to, you know, it's something BA will have to manage throughout this season, so you don't have Junior and Reg coming into the back end of the season gassed. Um, because obviously we're going to have to save them for some bigger games coming up and I think, you know, no disrespect over the next couple of weeks we've sort of got uh, games that one would hope to win um, without uh, having to put big minutes into to, to Reg and Junior. Well, that's the thing. If we, if we can get a... Sorry, Bert. If we can get, the, you know, half a game out of those two in these games and, you know, win comfortably or, you know, maybe not necessarily like last night, but if we can, yeah, if we, we can win easily with those two only playing half a game well then why not why not only have them play half a game and we might struggle for that time period that they are off but like you compare it to the week before uh, Regan uh, Reg played 55 minutes Junior Paul had played 58 I know there was extra time there but we, we know that they are that they are capable of playing these longer minutes against these bigger clubs but when you are playing your Dragons when you are playing your, your Gold Coast Titans or when you are winning comfortably regardless of the team there's no point bringing them back on well I think bringing them back on but just smaller stints like that's the thing it's like you just got to reduce their minutes a bit so they don't get all that wear and tear towards the end of the season Um, but I think um, BA did a a better job of that last season than he did obviously the year before in 2020 Um, because I thought the the load management throughout the season probably wasn't the best and, and we came in a bit underdone uh, into the final series then but I thought last year we sort of ramped it up just just about right we just got really unfortunate that uh, every single one of our number nines died all at the same time yeah um, I don't know I don't know especially Brad Arthur look we don't know what Brad Arthur's game plan is like heading into this year but like you look at it like the last three weeks we've had you know one player fresh in the bench I don't know what his style is like is he because like one minute he's having as you said Junior and Reg play a lot of minutes right and then now like you look at NRL.com both their second stints were 12 seconds and 13 sorry 12 minutes and 13 minutes like I just I don't know he's confusing the crap out of me because one minute he doesn't <laughs> use the bench next minute he's emptying it like one minute he's playing his starters a lot of minutes next minute he's not like I don't know if he's just like uh, just getting everyone up to fitness or just forgets he has a bench but yeah, it's a bit, you know, like, it, like surely if it was a closer game, you know, um, does Woodmoo and even Bryce get on? Like, it's, I don't know, it's a bit, I'm a bit confused at the moment. Um, yeah, I don't know, I think we just have to sort of see how it plays out throughout the year, but, it, you know, obviously there's there's a fair few players that can play on that bench, and, 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 and um, you know, we've got some of the players like... Um, you know your Jake Arthur that you had there for for a period, and you've got your your Bryce Cartwright, who are sort of those sort of utility sort of edge back sort of players. That well, I guess not for Arthur, but but at least for for um, for Bryce Cartwright that you could sort of switch it up depending on which teams you're playing. So you know if you're going up against an all forward bench like somebody like the Sharks, uh, you know you can certainly try match that, or or you can try cover for for some injuries um, that you might pick up throughout the the year, but. Um, certainly I, th- I think they'll they'll be doing better at load managing throughout this season um, and I think we saw that did did Reed Reed got subbed off towards the end of the game um, uh, no he played the full full game he, he played the full game did, did somebody yeah. get subbed off I doubt maybe it was uh, I, 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 Isaiah got off he only played 65 minutes 
Uh, one yeah. of Blake come off a bit. Uh, yeah, one of that's thinking as well. Yeah, I think it was that hamstring. It's going to be interesting with you know Ray Stone out for the year, like, and you know probably Jacob Arthur not not going to get any more game time. Who knows? Like, it's going to be interesting to see what he does going forward. Does he go with like a four forward? You know, maybe add. When Morata comes back, Morata will go on the bench. Does he bring on like a Rodwell or even a Ofahiki Ogden on the bench? But uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. Or even Mitch Rain. Uh, wasn't there some news on Ofahiki Ogden? Didn't he pull up a little bit lame after the game uh, on the weekend? Yeah, on his um, big kickoff run, he's, he got hit and he stayed down a little bit. But I didn't, I didn't see what happened after that. So uh, I'm not sure what happened there. I know Rodwell went off early with what seemed to be an injury. Didn't come back on. So um, there's that, but again, like we've got the the young blokes stepping up, Peter Tartillo. Um, I'm not sure what the NRL. I, be, I believe weren't they looking at allowing, or is that only because if you get COVID, you can bring players up? Yeah, I'm not quite sure, but like you've got yeah. on the extended squad, you know, you've got some of those younger blokes like you know Dave Hollis, Ellie Ells, Um Ham. You Luke know, already. Yeah, like yeah, there, there are there are some 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 of those players that are sitting around there, and obviously Sean Lane, he's it's a bit all over the place with the reporting of what actually has happened to Sean Lane. But yeah. <laughs> he's got something. Is it a hamstring? Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, you'd expect him to come back sometime, and then I guess Ryan Madison can go back to uh, the bench um, at that point. But um, you know, uh, we know what our our, our starting middle forwards are going to be, which is Nathan Brown in the 13, Reg and, and Junior. And then the second row, pretty much you'd expect it to be uh, Papali'i and either Sean Lane or Murata Niakora when he does come back. And then, you know, you've, or you could even throw Ryan Madison in like you did on the weekend. Um, but the, the, I guess Ryan Madison, he can be a bit more of a utility as well if you're going to play him off the bench. You know, played uh, all, all the time coming up through the grades in number six and then obviously shifted to second row, but played a bit of lock as well. So um, Yeah, we've definitely got some options that we can play around with if need be, but... Yeah, hopefully from now on we don't get too many more injuries to our first grade team because, yes, it's not looking good at the moment. Yeah, no long-term ones, uh, uh, one hopes. Um, But one thing that we can say is the spine um, all gelling over the weekend and... (sighs) And I know we we don't want to talk about it, but but, but letting Reed Marnie go, Jesus Christ, that is just looking worse and worse by, <laughs> by uh, the week. Uh, the, the more I find out about that, like I don't think it would have mattered how much we offered. Yeah, it's. Like, I, I, don't get me wrong. I, th- I believe we should have signed him up before that gets to first of November. Whether his manager would have allowed us to sign him up before the 1st of November is a, is a different question, but we should have tried everything in our power, even if it is, you know, we believe we're uh, paying a little bit over overs for him. We should have tried our best to get that done. If, if we did, well, then that's all we can do. Well, if we didn't, well, then we need to find out why we didn't because, you know, Reid was getting talked up and should have played for Queensland State of Origin last year, um, and he's only a young guy. He's only... 23 this year 23 24 so we knew what he could have grown into like but yeah as i said i think no matter what we offered i think the dogs would have just kept going up and up and up like when you look at Reed, like surely he's thinking to myself jesus christ what have i got myself into like the storm like flopped and they didn't score a single point like unless he's thinking to himself i am going to be the man of the team you're like essentially like basketball this is going to be my team i'm going to run the whole thing I, the, only, the only logical explanation is he's getting longer contract with more money and job security because 
Like, look at Burn right now. There's even an article saying he's, you know, his form is tanking. Like, I just don't see the point in going to the Bulldogs, seriously. Like, he's having fun here. We're playing good football. We're most likely going to be top four, you know, top two. Why? Go. You know, but we, you know, we really talked about this in the preseason, but... Yeah, I guess it is what it is, um, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but positive news, big win, uh, got us back up into third, uh, really helped oh, with the points can I just, differential. Just, just on our spine, yeah. sorry, just on our spine. Um, I've been a big fan of Dylan Brown since he's come to first grade. I was I was always very quick to defend him and I always will be. But I think people are maybe blowing their loads a little bit too early. Like we are only four rounds into the into the season. Yes, we have played um, two current top four teams, and you know we lost one by two. We beat one by four, but like, we played the Dragons on the weekend. They're not recently. They're not a strong team. So I think just as I believe people were too quick to judge him on his poor form, I think people might be at the moment of being a bit too quick to judge him on his good form. So I think we just need to rein that back a little bit because. You know he's not going to be scoring tries like he did on the weekend every game. He's not going to be setting up two, two, three tries a game. He he might do. He might prove me wrong. I hope he does. But That's the I, same with Bailey Simonson. You know, yeah. He had a bad I just game think first. we're being too quick to judge, and like our reactions to it are over the top positive or over the top negative. I just think everyone needs to take a step back, take it literally one game at a time I suppose and like yes we, we praise him when he does something good and we probably admonish him when he does something bad but he's still a young player still growing into the game but it's positive signs at the moment yeah definitely positive signs um, spine chilling um, and the defence was a lot better except for that one after after half time which was um, was very soft on the goal line Bryce Cartwright there uh, obviously uh, had a little bit of a slip um, but you know, it's trending upwards. Um, the things that we've sort of been commenting on uh, sort of came together on the weekend, and um, we'll just uh, keep on tra- trekking in the right direction. We hope. So, you know, we've got a, a three weeks where you know there's three very winnable games upcoming: um, Titans into Tigers, and then we've got the uh, sorry, Titans, Tigers, Knights, and then moving on from that, you've got uh, oh sorry. And the Cowboys after that as well. And then looking into May, you know, you've got the big, two big, or three big, really, in a, games in a row, Panthers, Roosters, Manly. Um, so um, the next four weeks are really about building upon week on week on week. And hopefully you'd hope to come out of the back end of April um, looking pretty fly um, to get up for those big, that, that, that big run of games that we'll have directly after that. Yeah, definitely. But that's for the preview pods. This is a review pod. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> all right, boys, well, we might leave it there. Um, John, hope you're feeling a bit better, and hopefully we, we get you back for the preview pod, uh, Mr. Four, uh, Mr. Yeah, 4020. Um, other than that, um, yeah, I think that about wraps us up tonight. Sounds good. Yeah, all right. Have a good one. Cheers, boys. We'll right. catch you on the next Power Podcast. See you in a couple Thanks. of days. Go the Eels.